What it do, what it do, what it do. This is the Wishes Junkies podcast on the Sports Pulse Podcast Network. And as always, I am your host with the most Brooks. Of course, I have with me the wonderful Marcel. Marcel, say what's up to the people, man. What's good? What's good? A lot of things, man. A lot of things. We have the rock. Well, the roster is set for the next coming season. Summer league has started. We have our, all our new additions with KCP, Montrez, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Casey, or yeah, I already said KCP is here. Spencer Dinwiddie as well. Uh, let's get started off with these with the first thing, man. You said you had a couple notes on uh, on Kispert and uh, our other rookies. Um, what were you thinking, man? Um, yeah, man. So the portion of uh, that first game, which it should have been our second game, but obviously the Indiana game was postponed. I don't know if they're going to make it up or not. But so this was the first game the other night. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on who they were playing, but uh, Sacramento. They're playing Sacramento. So they're playing Davion Mitchell, who let me say is is a beast. That kid has some talent. Um, watching Kispert, man. Um, honestly, uh, I like what I saw. I had to keep reminding myself that uh, this is you know, his first summer league game. Um, but I think that, uh, he showed a lot of, uh, upside. Um, he moves without the ball pretty well. Uh, he's pretty scrappy. Um, he can put the ball on the floor and, and, and dive to the hole. Um, he obviously could shoot, although, you know, he didn't have the, the greatest shooting performance, um, but he hit two threes. Um, one note, I, one note I had on his jump shot is that it looks a little flat coming out of his hands. Um, I don't know if that was just like the camera angle or maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it looks like it could potentially use a bit more arc. But if you have a shooter that that's good, that that is that good, then you don't you don't mess with that jumper. You don't you don't go through that. So I guess we'll just see how his game is going to translate, uh, you know, once the season starts. Um, but I like what I saw. He was pretty scrappy, too. Um, very active. Um, so I think our next game is actually at 5 p.m. today. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how he does in the second game. Um, Caleb Holmesley, man, who I believe the Wizards cut because the, wa- the roster got full very quickly, um, the main roster, because I believe he was on. I don't know what kind of contract he had. Uh, I guess it was some sort of non-guaranteed. Um, but I believe they did cut him once the uh, the Lakers trade was official. Um, he. He was looking nice, man. He started off kind of slow, but um, he was obviously the go-to guy the other night. Um, I don't know where he's going to land. Um, I didn't. I don't even. I think he was. I can be. You know, I could be wrong on this, but I think he was assigned to the to our our summer league team because of the whole COVID snafu we had. With um, the reason why we missed the Indiana game is that we had several players that couldn't couldn't play. Um, so I think that's how we ended up getting him back to the summer league team. Um, he's probably going to find a home somewhere and, and, you know, be somewhat of a project, but, um, he's a scorer. He can, he can, he's a three level scorer. He's quick. He's got handles. Um, and side note, not wizards related kind of is, but not really anymore. Uh, Gary Payton, the second is balling in summer. league. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dunking on everybody. <laughs> Uh, playing kind of like a, he's playing like a 
combo guard role. I don't think he's being a main ball handler, but man, uh, what what could be, man? What could be what what that kid can make himself into if he keeps working hard? I already know he's a hard worker. Um, I think you know just circumstances, unfortunate circumstances for him, and you know he didn't last uh, long here, but. I'm be excited to see what he, uh, you know, he becomes, uh, you know, shortly down the road. Yeah, and um, once again, Gary Payton, yeah, he's had a a pretty interesting uh, NBA career, basketball career, really. I mean, he went to prep school, did junior college, played at Oregon State, I believe, played for the Wizards at one point. He's been he's been great in the G League level. Just, I mean, guy's only six four, but he plays bigger than his size, and he's just as good defensively as his pops is, Gary Payton. So. It's a lot of fun watching him play. I know he had that huge poster. Um, I don't even know who it was. It was against. I want to say it was against like the Nets, maybe the Nets summer league team. But yeah, that guy is. A, he should. He should have a roster spot somewhere. I wish the Wizards would have been able to like gamble on him a little bit more. But with that being said, man, for summer league, I mean, this is going to be big time for Corey. For for uh, yeah, Corey Kispert for Caleb. Holmesley, um, got Isaiah Todd on the roster. Kyrie Walker, who he was supposed to be one of these great college guys and then become a one-and-done guy. He's on there. He's probably like the most next notable, next best notable name. Aubrey Dawkins is on the roster. Chek Diallo went to Kansas, but then he was kind of weird over there too. Marquise Bolden, who went to Duke. I mean, this is a Wizards roster that I don't know if it's going to be a lot of wins, but a lot of good projects here, a lot of good talent. This is going to be interesting how uh, our summer league head coach Mike Miller plays or coaches them. Not Mike Miller that used to play in the NBA and is now a Memphis, Memphis uh, University of Memphis, Memphis assistant coach, but another Mike Miller. Um, he's got his he's got his hands full with this roster, man. And unfortunately, yeah, their game against. Indiana did get get uh, scrapped, but they play against Brooklyn after this um podcast is is done recording. But I'm excited for this summer league because it's always going to be about development, uh, guys just showing off what they can actually do a little bit. Roles kind of are defined early on, and Corey's going to have most of the opportunities to really shoot that thing. So got to show that got to show off that he's actually uh, a good investment there. I agree. I agree. Um, he's definitely going to eat. Well, he should get his chances to, um, I think that, you know, pending how, um, how Denny's looking with his recovery, um, I, you know, is how Kispert is going to end up unless he just flat out just kind of shows up and in, in camp and practice and, and earns that spot. But he's definitely going to be coming in behind Denny. That's for sure. But and it's going to be a big notice alert to, uh, to Davies, man. Cause Again, had a really good year two years ago, struggled this year, or struggled this past year. So now it's really make or bust, really, I guess, for him. Um, and I hope that he's worth this money that we invested in him because it was a large contract. The Latvian Laser, he was literally the best three-point shooter in the league at one point. So and let me not say the best, but definitely I say in the top three best shooters in the league. So hopefully he can, re- he can regain that form. It's tough. When he become the uh, like the number two or number three guy on that scouting sheet, and people are paying extra close attention to you. Yeah, man. Um, 
I take all that into consideration, but I also want to say that uh, Davis has opportunities to do other things on a court, which he does not uh, take advantage of. Um, and I think you know what I mean by that. Like he's, you know, he's shown flashes of it. If we're just talking about the offensive end, like he's shown flashes of cutting to the basket, catching alley-oops, um, you know, making nice passes, things of that nature. But he always kind of reverts back to, running outside camping outside the three-point line trying to find the slightest little sliver of daylight or, or not daylight he literally doesn't care um and throwing up a uh, you know a three-point shot man i'm hoping that he adds more to his uh you know to his backpack man Put, puts more in his backpack works on a lot of other things you know hopefully this is more of a, a normal looking off season for most if not all of the league um, I know a lot of people use that, I'm not going to say excuse, but it was a reason last year for a lot of people coming in out of shape or, or injured or, you know, what have you. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm interested to see unselled, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to coin a name for him real quick. I'm going to call him Wudgie. Wudgie? Wedgie. Okay. <laughs> West unselled junior. I'm calling him Wudgie. Um, so hopefully Wudgie can figure out how to use him. Uh, more effectively than Brooks did. Um, and, you know, whether he's coming off the bench or he's starting, you know, it's, we, I, I like, we have, we have tons of depth, man. Tommy really did his thing, man. I was just thinking about this the other day. There's so much depth um, from, from the three, four and five, five positions. A um, lot of interchangeability there. We already know we're going to be without Bryant and possibly Denny to start the year. So that's opportunity for other guys to step up. Um, wherever Davis fits in in there, and Kuzma and all them boys, Harold, um, it's going to be exciting to see. Yep, and then moving on from there to our regular season roster, again, all the roster moves have been uh, finalized. Again, Aaron Holiday, who I forgot to mention earlier, Spencer Dinwiddie, and got Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harold. Um, unfortunately, man, Garrison Matthews is gone, and so is Isaac Bonga. Uh, Marcel's a big fan. Marcel and I actually are, are fans of um of Garrison Matthews. As Isaac Bonga, I mean, good defensive presence. So sad to see them both go, but with this addition, with the additions of these uh, six guys, I believe it was gonna be a lot of depth. Gonna be a gonna be a good threat for a playoff spot, man. But with that being said. I'm going to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie's press conference because out of the, the many, many nuggets that he gave uh, in his introductory press conference, one of the main things was the fact that he was saying, um, you know, he's excited to play here for Bradley Bill and he's not necessarily worried about all the trade talk going around on Bill. Um, how, I mean, do you take that with a grain of salt or what are you thinking when you hear our newest acquisition saying that? Um. I think he's really just, he's kind of towing the line there. Um, uh, I think those are his true feelings, but, you know, at the same time, I don't know if anyone really knows what the future holds for the franchise and especially involving Bill. Um, so you certainly don't want to, you don't, you know, the, how, how the news came out initially that he, Spencer, like, actually wanted to come here. Um, you didn't want to, you know, contradict that in your press conferences and say anything, you know, the opposite of what those rumors were. So, you know, he was really talking up coming here and playing with Brad and, 
um, you know, coming here to win and this, that, and the other, um, saying what he's supposed to say. Um, so, you know, I, I don't fault him for that at all. Um, I didn't expect anything else. Um, but I will say that I'm excited to see the two of them try to put it together. Um, I think it's an interesting, interesting dynamic there. Um, and the Spencer is coming in as healthy as he's looking, uh, you know, in these videos that he's posting, um, then it's, you know, it could potentially be a problem, man. It, it really could, uh, you know, with the two of them, you really could run them either way, uh, for, you know, different pockets of time, um, instead of Brad and Russ or Brad and John, you know, who's the one, who's the two Spencer is obviously a slightly better shooter than both of them. Uh, but a better shot taker than, than Russ. Um, so you really could interchange them, um, you know, in, in different moments and try to change up the game plan a little bit, try to get some, you know, mismatches or, or, or whatever, you know, anything to change the game and, and, and confuse the, the defense. Um, and I think that we have, you know, we are in a, a better spot with the two of them being the one and the two. Right. And then the, I think they are going to be interchangeable because, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie is one of the top guys catching shoot-wise, for catch-and-shoot numbers-wise. Uh, Bradley Bill, again, that's how he came into this league, being a catch-and-shoot guy. So only the last three seasons, maybe four, that he really became the all-around scoring threat that he became. So I can see them becoming very interchangeable and being willing to play off each other a, lo- a-, a lot more. I think what helps is the fact that they're both they are both good shot makers and shot takers and uh, the the turnovers that Brad Bill that Brad has being so aggressive or having to play so aggressive that he did I don't think he's going to have to worry about that as much when you have Dinwiddie there you have KCP who's a great threat from behind the line uh Trez Kyle Kuzma whoever it may be I think this is a better all-around offensive unit cuz Last year, it was Russ or Brad or, or nothing because, again, Davies wasn't contributing anything else other than just that enormous green light that he had. So I think it's going to alleviate a lot of pressure off of him. Um, but with that being said, also, KCP and Bradley Beal's relationship with KCP, the fact that they've known each other since they were 15, um, I think that's going to help them a lot on core chemistry. Uh, I think... KCP might actually help him play better defense and like inspire him to play better defense because I think if Brad really wanted to sit in a chair and lock somebody down, he could do it. It's just that, again, he expends so much energy offensively that he isn't asked to do that as much, you know? Yeah, that, that is a great point. Like, I would wholeheartedly welcome Brad, you know, knocking back a few points off of his nightly, um, you know, points per game averages or whatever down to 24 25 whatever if that meant if if the reasoning was because there's more help now um and there's more people to put the ball in the hoop and it's not all on him so that he could put some more energy on the defensive end as i know he has it in him he has that dog on the defensive end i see him plenty of times slap the floor and engage on defense uh but maybe the you know maybe all the energy is not there um he could he could be winded or or whatever the case may be, or maybe he's just in his head knowing that we are really all we have, or I'm really all we have on an offensive end, so I really can't put out this energy that I want to on the other end. Um, but yeah, if there are, I'm looking at Kuzma, man, like, uh, 
I think a lot of projected starting lineups have him starting at the three, but I think he's he's better coming off the bench. If if Brad is able to come back in the game from when he's taking his breathers and he's not trying to dig us out of a hole, that makes a huge difference on him. Uh, so yeah, it's all about the game plan, all about coaching, this, that, and the other. But yeah, I mean, overall, right now, like roster looks better than it did last year, and it, it, we should be able to put more of a complete game together. Yeah, and I, again, I think that speaks on what Aaron Holiday is going to be assigned to do in either Kuzma and Montrez. I mean, you you can't go wrong with either or coming off the bench, especially Montrez being a former sixth man of the year. But I think, again, this is a, a deeper roster, just like Marcel said. Tommy Shepard, congratulations on a a lot better of an offseason than some people thought you were you were gonna do. I know it include that includes myself. Um, I'm not gonna doubt you again. I, I can I can tell you that pretty confidently. I, I have confidence in your ability ability to change up and and improve a roster now. Um, yes, again, and I, I we continue to say it, but this season is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun to watch, fun to cover. Um, and I hope that people continue to put their trust in Tommy Shepard because for his second offseason, uh, he's he's definitely proven that he's got some metal to him. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to really say about the guy. Yeah, man. Like, And keep in mind that he's still still digging us out of this 20-year hole um, of he who will not be mentioned. Um and, you know, trying to get us back on track. Um, it's going to take potentially, you know, another, I don't know, five, six years before we're like a legit contender. And that probably, that's probably a five, six years from now without Bradley Bill. Um, yeah, more than likely. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, his hands were tied. We, we wasted his, we wasted Brad's, uh, we're wasting, we're currently wasting his prime. Uh, but, yeah, and it, it just really, you know, he did what he could. Um, Tommy Shepard did. Uh, but I think he did, you know, a fantastic job. Um, we'll see what what G is going to look like on the sidelines, man, seeing as how this is, you know, Tommy's first coach that he was able to hire. Um, and, you know, I really, really feel like they did their due diligence before pulling the trigger on offering him the job. Um, they took their time. They interviewed I don't know, maybe a dozen people. Um, and in the end, you know, just circle back to the, the guy who I think the majority of people thought should get the job. So um, we got to see, man. He's To me, he's done a bang-up job. And, you know, apparently Jerry, Masai Jerry is uh, signing a long-term deal in Toronto. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to be president now. So president of that team and thinks like CEO or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, he's um, definitely there for a while. Yeah, so we can lay those, we can finally lay those rumors to rest, probably, and probably you know Tommy can stop looking over his shoulder if he ever was. Yeah, and then I, I think another funny part of this this whole off season thing too is the fact that uh, in this in this apparently in Spencer Dinwiddie's contract, if the Wizards were to somehow win a championship, he's gonna get a a dollar out of the franchise for winning that championship. Dude said he wants to get a hundred pennies from the franchise if they were able to get a con if they're able to get the championship. So not only is he willing 
to play without Bradley Bill in the in the eventual case that he does leave. He's also got a sense of humor. That's what I like to see. And I hope that he continues to be a good quote going into this season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I thought that uh, that contract perk was kind of wild. Um, <laughs> if it were me, uh, like I get it's a joke and everything, but I, I don't know. How do you how do you make that offer without it like being offensive? <laughs> like, no, hey, yeah, I, really. I, <laughs> oh, I'll toss you a dollar if you win a championship. Okay, sign me up. Like, it just, I, it's almost like dismissive of of, um, of him almost, but you know what? I can't I can't really knock it because. Again, he's the one making all that money, and hey, congrats to him again. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall uh, in that negotiating room for real. Know how that went down? Um, that it, it, it was funny, um, but the headline was good. It was good. Uh, gave us something to talk about, so I'm I'm, I'm happy for that. But uh, one and then this would be the one more thing that we talk about too, man. A week after, or I mean, it's been more than a week, but a week after the uh, the trade has been official that Russell Westbrook is gone. He's no longer the Wizards point guard. What is the legacy that leaves in this franchise? Because he is the all-time leader for triple-doubles in this franchise. Got the triple-double record in the Wizards uniform. What, what's his legacy going to be moving forward as a, as a former Wizard, I should say? That's a tough question, man. Um, I honestly feel like there won't be a legacy here. Um, for for a, one-year, a one-year person, like... John Wall left a, a legacy. Brad's going to leave a legacy. I don't know if Russ did. I mean, I know he broke that record and everything. He had some fantastic moments, and he was a part of that crazy second-half run in, that uh, we had that got us into the play, uh, playing game and eventually the playoffs. But I don't, know if he, I don't know if he necessarily leaves a lasting legacy that, you know, five, ten years from now we'll be talking about, you know, what he did that one year here. I don't, I don't necessarily feel that. Um, He's definitely, you know, he's not getting his jersey retired or nothing like that. Um, I think it's just, you know, if if we ever do talk about it, it'd be, hey, you remember that that one year we had Russell Westbrook on on his on his downswing in his career? Yeah, um, I kind of feel that's all it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't know about legacy either, but I do know that his tenure here, his short tenure, is gonna leave a lasting impact as far as. Um, guys just playing balls to the wall or being willing to, um, playing hard, improved work ethic. I think Bradley Bill is going to show off the impact of because every time, look, like, every time Russell Westbrook has left the team, someone or someone or like one of his super superstar teammates left Russell Westbrook, they end up having a great season. You think of Victor Oladipo, you think about uh, Paul George, maybe um, Kevin Durant, obviously, like. These guys tend to end up improving in some way or some manner. Um, I mean, there there isn't a whole lot that Bradley Bill can truly improve on, other than being like an alpha male and being the guy in that fourth quarter that we all know he's capable of being. So I think again, Bradley Bill is going to be able to show off. Like, yo, Russell Westbrook was only here for a year, but what he taught me going into the fourth quarter when it matters the most, that's what's going to help us. Uh, Elevate as a franchise, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, let's hope that that is something that these guys will retain. And, you know, as we mentioned, you know, Brad being an alpha dog, the head of the snake, um, it's going to start with him. So, if you know, if anything rubbed off on him from Russ and if Brad is able to retain it, 
then, you know, it, it, it starts with Brad and it goes down through the rest of the roster. Um, if we can be, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this in one of our previous episodes, man, but the average age of this team, I think, was like mid-20s. That's crazy. I I am in love with that. Um, there are a lot of young guys, and a lot of these guys have plenty of experience already. Um, and then we got two, two guys, and Corey Kispert. Um, Rui coming into his third year. Corey, Corey's a, a rookie. They're both, you know, already in their early 20s, um, being – you know, four-year, uh, four-year athletes in college. Um, it, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of young guys with that that capacity to learn. Um, you know how to how to be more like Russ or how to be more like Kobe. You know, it's not like you're trying to teach your old dog new tricks. So, um, it it there's definitely the potential there to be a very young, scrappy, hungry team. And I look at like. The Memphis Grizzlies, even though we're not that young, a team like that, a team that could be scary, scary, um, or maybe somebody like uh, Denver's kind of young, I think. Uh, Atlanta, New York, maybe the Knicks. I mean, there, there, there's, there's, there's room for us to to really take a, a pretty big leap this year. Yeah, I mean, this this roster is super flexible, like you said, super young. A lot of room for growth, so I think the margin is going to be margin for error. I think it's going to be pretty big, but at the same time, this is a make or break season for Brad. I mean, he's he's got the extension to sign. Who knows if he's going to sign it or not? We're all kind of expecting him. Media fans are like expecting him to be willing to leave. So it's a good amount of pressure on his roster. But again, Tommy Shepard did his job as far as getting the guys that were capable of getting. Uh, getting the guys who are going to help alleviate some pressure, make this team more balanced. It's not just going to be Brad anymore. It can be Brad and Spencer one night. It could probably be Aaron Holiday a couple of nights. It could be Kuzma, Montrez, whoever it may be. Like, there's, it's not going to be just a one-man show anymore, and that's the most important thing. Um, and before I let you go, man, you got anything else to leave the Wizards Junkies family? Any imparting words? I do, man. This isn't necessarily uh, doesn't necessarily have to do with the Wizards, but I mean, I feel like it should be mentioned. Uh, the gamble that uh, Dennis Schroeder took and kind of kind of fell flat on his face on um, that that one hurt, man. Um, yeah. Don't be like Dennis Schroeder. Um, there are plenty of guys out there that take chances on themselves and gambles on themselves, but you know, most of the time they're a lot better than <laughs> Dennis Schroeder is, and he can hoop. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. At the end of the day, you're still Dennis Schroeder. Um, yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. I mean, the guy had a chance to sign for an eighty mil, eighty million dollar contract during the regular season, and the guy decides to bet on himself. I mean, he had a pretty good solid season. Don't let me, don't get me wrong. He had, I think it was fifteen and and five a game, fifteen points, uh, four assists. But then that playoff run is what really sabotaged him. Like, yep. you can be like a Jimmy Butler was for the Chicago Bulls a couple of years ago. Or, I mean, that's like the main example, I guess. But, yeah, not every time that you gamble on yourself is going to be really rewarding. rewarding. And, uh, I mean, as as many chances as someone like Dennis Shorter gets, I feel like Isaiah Thomas should have gotten those opportunities too. Or, let's say, like Alonzo Trier, who be balled out for the New York Knicks and he's still outside of the league. And he should, he should be in the league right now. So, 
something's got to give here. I know he's Dennis Schroeder's got like staying power, but what about these other young guys? What about these great vets like Isaiah Thomas? You know. I agree. I saw the headline that the Lakers are kind of looking his way. Hopefully he uh, he can land that gig, man. Um, I definitely want to see him healthy and back in the league. I agree. But all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wizards Junkies podcast. We are out. Bang!